from Lagos, the nation's commercial capital. This is the News at 10. Live from Channels Television. Reporting tonight at Mwawodo. Hello and welcome. Tonight, Chief of Army Staff gives assurance of ending attacks by insurgents and bandits, says more soldiers are being recruited and deployed across various theatres of operation. Time to walk the talk. The president challenges world leaders at the Turkey-Africa summit to concretize their support to defeat terrorism and insurgency in Africa. The Nigeria Customs Service says it has intercepted containers suspected to be loaded with arms at the Tinkan Island Area Command in Lagos. And a major incident declared in London as over 10,000 new Omicron cases are confirmed across the United Kingdom. On business news tonight, Nigerian Communications Commission partners Small and Medium Enterprises Development Agency of Nigeria to establish a digital academy for entrepreneurs. On sports news tonight, Algeria's Desert Foxes beat neighbors Tunisia 2-0 in Qatar to win FIFA Arab Cup. As the country continues to battle insecurity at various fronts, the Chief of Army Staff, Lieutenant General Farouk Yahya, is giving the assurance that the challenges are surmountable. He is therefore asking the newly recruited soldiers into the Army to gear up and contribute their own quota in the ongoing war against Boko Haram insurgency in the Northeast, banditry and kidnapping in the Northwest, and secessionist agitations in the southern part of the country. The Army Chief gave the charge at the passing out parade of over 4,000 soldiers of 81 regular recruit intake of the Nigerian Army Depot in Zaria, Kaduna State. According to the Army Chief, the interests of the nation must be ahead of their personal convictions. We graduated uh, our own soldiers that are trained by this great institution. They commend their training like you had since August, and they have been trained as professional soldiers in line with our training directive. Taking cognizance, of course, of the you know current environment, uh, all this one was uh, catered for in the training. The warfare we are fighting now is asymmetric, and now all this is taken cognizance of in the training inculcated in this. And uh, we hope that they will now deliver as they are deployed. Uh, across the theaters. Uh, the next set is already, we have opened the portal for the next set because the drive as uh, mandated by Mr. President is to increase our strength and have more food on the ground in addition to other things we are doing and he has provided all the resources for this. So the next batch of 82 regular recruit intake already, uh, very soon by January they will commence also training. Now another training also specialized training given to those who are already in the service to enhance their capabilities. Uh, by Monday, those uh, being trained, special forces in Kachia will graduate, and very soon those who are in 
Contagora also graduate. In addition to improved training, we are doing our own training institutions. All this uh, courtesy of Mr. President, who provided all the wherewithal and facilities for them. And outside the country, the president is challenging a gathering of leaders at the Africa-Turkey Partnership Summit holding in Istanbul to provide concrete support to help overcome terrorism and insurgency on the African continent. In a statement by his media aide, Garba Shehu, President Mohamed Buhari told the third edition of the summit that while Boko Haram has been fragmented by internal strife and degraded by Nigerian troops, the group is still active and preying on soft targets. He also touched on the global challenge of climate change, which he says has become a catalyst for conflict, and called for support for initiatives aimed at addressing the situation, such as Africa's Great Green Wall on Environment and Land Management. He says, quote, the initiative aims to restore 100 million hectares of degraded land in 11 countries of the Sahel-Sahara Strip, capture 250 million tons of carbon, and create 10 million green jobs by the year 2030. On the COVID-19 pandemic still ravaging parts of the world, the president asked more collaboration among nations in the face of increasing global challenges. He's also asking world leaders to focus on the common good of all humanity. And back here in the country, a container suspected to be laden with arms has been intercepted by the Tinkan Island Area Command of the Nigeria Customs Service right here in Lagos. The spokesperson of the command, Uche Ejisemes, said the suspected cargo was discovered in one of the terminals under the command during the routine examination yesterday. He also explains that upon discovery, the command informed the terminal operators and requested the suspected container be transferred to the command's enforcement unit for further examination. According to the customs spokesperson, details regarding this development are still very sketchy, but he gave assurance that the comprehensive information will be made available after examination of the cargo. But earlier this month, the Federal High Court sitting in Lagos sentenced the retired customs officer and two others to 16 years imprisonment over the unlawful importation of 661 pump-action rifles through the Lagos port in 2016. And back home, as the tempo of Yuletide activities intensify, motorists and others traffic protocol breakers around the Niger Bridge have been cautioned to abide by the rules or risk spending the festive season in detention. The decision was reached after a meeting between representatives of the Anambra and Delta state governments at their suburb axes of the Niger Bridge. According to this, it also orders the closure of all checkpoints and roadblocks near the bridge, while all revenue collection and any other activity that will affect free flow of traffic at the Niger Bridge area has been halted with immediate effect. At this time of the year, the Niger Bridge is known to be one of the busiest roads in the country, leaving travelers heading to and from the southeast with a sad experience. To ensure free flow of traffic this season, delegates from Anambra and Delta states are on an on-the-spot assessment of the activities on the Niger Bridge to enable them to come up with initiatives towards addressing security and traffic challenges in the area.
after a critical cross-pollination of ideas and a court is reached with several resolutions made. What we have resolved is that the two states will work cooperatively and collaboratively to ensure that this flow you are now seeing carries on until well after the festival period and they will work to support each other. The leader of the Delta State delegation cautions VIPs, security agencies and all those who are always in a hurry to be careful and obey traffic rules. Our security people have the mandate to arrest and impound any vehicle that reaches the traffic protocol. We will not be reached. Don't bother to call the SIG because you know the SIG. Don't bother to call me because you know me. You may call the CP, but I know the answer that the CP will give you. So anybody breaching the traffic protocol may end up spending the Christmas in, uh, in somewhere in the suspension. So we are very serious about this. People have suffered enough, and we think enough is enough. The Anambra State Police Chief assures the people that the force has all it takes to enforce the initiative. We'll advise that members of the public that you obey the traffic laws strictly because if you deviate, you might not be able to enjoy the Christmas. But it is our wish that everybody will pass here and be able to say that they pass freely here and uh, go home without any. Both parties say the exercise, which is expected to be a 24-hour monitoring and surveillance activity when fully implemented, will go a long way in bringing relief to all road users, as a traffic jam in that access, especially the Asaba end, is usually a nightmare to commuters and travelers, especially during the Yolotide. And that's the Okeafa planks and building materials market in the Ejibu area of Lagos. It was engulfed by fire last night, which lasted till the early hours of today. The Lagos State Emergency Management Agency, the State Fire and Rescue Service, and other emergency response teams were also there to put out the fire after battling with it for several hours. Over 200 shops are completely burnt down. Fortunately, no life was lost, but the fire... Lasema says that it is yet to ascertain the cause of that fire. However, two residential bungalows, one mosque at the market, and three overhead storage tanks were said to have been burned. Despite the favorable agroclimate of Adamawa stage suitable for cotton cultivation, there has been a decline in cotton production caused by poor seeds, climate change and pests. And that's according to the Adamawa State Government during a field event for cotton farmers organized by the National Agricultural Biotechnology Development Agency in collaboration with the State Ministry of Agriculture and the Open Forum for Agricultural Biotechnology in Nigeria. The government says the cotton has been a major cash crop cultivated by many farmers in the state contributing to their livelihood and the economy of the state. This field event is for cotton farmers and other stakeholders in Hosere community in Yola South local government area of Adamawa State. The purpose is to review and appreciate the performance of genetically modified crops in the fields and to showcase their potential to boost production. 
The development officer of the cotton agency gives an insight into the impact of the bogarts on the crops, just as one of the benefiting farmers says the modified seeds have indeed improved their yields. The bogart, from its name, it protects its bulls. So it's a technology that has been inoculated inside the seeds to help it protect itself from the gold. This has given the crop that cover, cover to be able to protect itself from viral diseases. I've been farming cotton crop for the past 20 years. The experience we have before and now, there's a great change because that time from uh, 18 years ago, we have been, we have been, I have been planting the old seed which is not producing up to one ton per hectare. But now, with the coming of Bolga 2, we have started getting three to five tons per hectare. For Deputy Director, National Biotechnology Development Agency, NABDA, Dr. Rose Gidado, assures of positive impact of the genetic crop, while Governor Umar Fintiri, represented by the Permanent Secretary, Adamawa State Minister of Agriculture, says the state government has taken steps to boost agriculture. Most of our farmers are peasant farmers. And of course, that's what they need, empowerment, so that they can take their children to school. And then so that the economy of the state, because as the farmer gets money, gets empowered, of course, as he himself is being transformed, the state, Adama State, can also be transformed. Adama State is investing in agriculture with a lot of strategies lined up to spur productivity and enhance the living standards of our farmers. The state has just launched the 100 billion agriculture bond as a practical move to ensure job creation and food availability. The revival of cotton farming will not only enhance income levels of farmers, but also strengthen the economy of Adamawa state, revive the moribund textile industry, and provide employment. The switch from analog to digital terrestrial television broadcasting in River State, earlier scheduled to hold on Tuesday, December the 21st, has now been postponed. According to a statement signed by the Director General of the National Broadcasting Commission, Balarabe Shehuilela, a new date will be announced by the NBC later. In part two, after the break, we bring you an update on the distribution of the single-shot Johnson & Johnson vaccines to hard-to-reach communities in parts of the country. Stay with us. If you've just joined us, you're watching the news at 10 live on Channel's television, Lagos. A reminder of our top stories. Chief of Army Staff gives assurance of ending attacks by insurgents and bandits, says more soldiers have been recruited and deployed across various theatres of operation. Time to walk the talk. The president challenges world leaders at the Turkey-Africa summit to concretize their support to defeat terrorism and insurgency in Africa. Nigeria Customs Service says it has intercepted container suspected to be loaded with arms at the Tinkan Island Area Command in Lagos. And a major incident declared in London as over 10,000 new Omicron cases are confirmed across the United Kingdom.
It appears the federal government is set to change the face of water transportation in the country through the deployment of local technologies. This indication was given at the commissioning of some locally made vessels acquired by the National Inland Waterways Authority for safe water transportation in River State. The vessels include a tugboat, a houseboat, a water ambulance and two patrol boats, all of which were built in Nigeria. Water transportation is considered one of the cheapest and safest forms of traveling. But sadly, that doesn't seem to be the case in Nigeria. Inland water transportation in the country has been faced with many challenges, such as poor infrastructure, lack of dredging, and inadequate mapping and charting with marker boys and signage for safe navigation. The National Inland Waterways Authority, however, appears set to change the narrative with the support of the Federal Ministry of Transportation, which is the essence of this gathering at its operational office at Marine Base and Port Harcourt, the River State capital, to commission some newly acquired marine crafts. As we commission a tugboat, houseboat, water ambulance, and patrol boats today, suffice to mention that the two patrol boats amongst these vessels being commissioned are only a part of the 20 number vessels that were recently acquired and are being allocated to our various area offices. With these and other vessels, security on the waterways will be enhanced and the directive of the Honorable Minister for continuous in-house maintenance dredging will be better realized and at a reduced cost. For the Managing Director and CEO of the National Inland Waterways Authority, the vessels will not only serve as dredging and survey equipment, but will also be deployed for emergency evacuation and rescue operations. What is much more gratifying, however, is the fact that all the craft being commissioned today were built in country by Nigerians. This is in tandem with the President Buhari's vision of creating jobs, enhancing local content and technology transfer to Nigerians. Nigeria has more than 10,000 kilometers inland waterways through which at least 28 of the 36 states can be accessed by water and if properly harnessed will create an enabling environment for marine businesses. Since the commencement of deployment of the COVID-19 vaccines in Nigeria in March this year, the country has received over 32 million doses of vaccines, including the Oxford AstraZeneca, Moderna and the Johnson & Johnson products, with a plan of scaling the number of doses up to 71 million by the end of this year. At the receipt of 177,600 doses of the single shot of J&J vaccine, the government promised to distribute them to hard-to-reach communities in Borno, Rivers, Bayelsa and Delta states as a pilot. Our next report spotlights the distribution of the Johnson & Johnson single-dose vaccines three months after they were received. March 2nd, 2021. 
Nigeria received her first shipment of nearly 4 million doses of AstraZeneca vaccine through the COVAX facility. Since then, the country has received several other shipments, including the 177,600 doses of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine in August this year. Unlike other COVID-19 vaccines, the J&J is a single-dose vaccine, which the government says will be shipped to hard-to-reach communities in Boronu, Rivas, Bayosa and Delta states for a pilot, as it awaits more doses of the vaccine. Three months after these promises were made in August, the Presidential Steering Committee gave an update on the distribution of the J&J vaccines when Channel's television made an inquiry. In those places where we have designated as the areas where we're going to use some of these vaccines, we have selectively used them in some of these areas based on the relief. Huh? So, for example, we have deployed to at least uh, States like Borno, where we have the, uh, the we have uh, you know the insurgency, uh, we have sent some doses uh, to Rivers State, uh, we've sent some uh, doses uh, to uh, some places in Bayelsa. Although the government says some distributions have been made, the claim appears to be far from reality. Bayelsa also happened to be one of the states that this Johnson and Johnson COVID-19 vaccine will be deployed. We're actually expecting the vaccines, but as we speak to you, Bayesa State is yet to take delivery of the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine. I can confirm authoritatively that, uh, yes, um, when we began the uh, uh, COVID-19 vaccination program, uh, we did receive uh, the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccines, uh, but at this time, the states have not taken delivery of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. If these states say they did not receive the shipment of the J&J, the question is, where are the vaccines? Priority is given to uh, the chef life of uh, a vaccine. So the first vaccines that come in are the first vaccines that go out. So for example, our Johnson & Johnson vaccines are potent up until 2023. So you can imagine that any other vaccine that is available and has an expiry, say, of uh, 2021 will have to be prioritized over a vaccine that will uh, expire in 2023. So we are carefully working this. We are being driven by science and evidence. The government says it has procured 40 million doses of the J&J &J vaccine. A quantity experts say would be enough to vaccinate Nigeria's hard-to-reach population. Victims of bandit attacks in Isa and Sabon Bernin local government areas of Sokoto State have received relief materials from the federal government through the National Emergency Management Agency, NEMA. The Director General of NEMA, Mustafa Habib, was represented by the Director, Reliefs and Rehabilitation of NEMA, Al-Hassan Nuhu, who says the items are to cushion the hardship faced by the victims. Clothing for men, for women, for children, uh, blankets, nylon mats, etc. The, in, the intent of these uh, items is to bring immediate suku to those who are affected by these unfortunate incidents. Uh, you, some of them have left their houses with nothing. Uh, they need food, they need these non food items to be able to. Uh, to get back to the senses before you can begin to think of 
other things. And some other people smiling in Sokoto State are women and youths. As the government, in collaboration with the member representing Doguwa Tudungwada Federal Constituency, is giving a new lease of life to women and youths in Doguwa and Tudungwada Federal Constituency. The intervention consists of food items, machineries and cash grants, all targeted at impacting the lives of these rural dwellers. <laughs> Federal legislators are known for constituency projects which aim at improving the living standard of grassroots supporters. And it is for this reason that officials of the Kano state government, including the wife of the governor, are here to support the member representing Dugua Tudumwada federal constituency, Alhassan Dugua, to distribute these items. The wife of the Kano state governor, Hajiya Hafsat Ganduji, is representing the governor. She applauds the intervention. About 100 people are taken. 50 from Tudungwada, 50 from Dogwa. And each one of them, each one of them, 500,000 naira. Tell me, have we ever seen this kind of thing? It is only somebody that has his people from the bottom of his heart. That care for them. The Kano State First Lady urges beneficiaries of the intervention to make judicious use of what is given to them and positively impact the lives of others in their communities. And we do hope and pray that those that benefit from these items will use all the items judiciously so that they themselves can also grow and have that intention of helping others. For the federal lawmaker, the project is important to reduce the hardship on the people occasioned by the COVID-19 pandemic. We will continue to do this because we can agree with the fact that, yes, our people are going through a lot of hardships, economic, social and otherwise. So many of our, so many of our business, especially small-scale and medium-scale businesses, have lost out in the economy due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The items distributed include fertilizers, 803 tricycles, sewing machines, among others. Still ahead on the news at 10, Nigerians Communication Commission partners Small and Medium Enterprises Development Agency of Nigeria to establish Digital Academy for SMEs. That's in business news. Join us again. Let's head to Bochi State now, where Governor Bala Mohammed is revisiting the modalities established for the creation of a Sishawa Free Chiefdom of Tafawa Balewa and Bogoro local government areas with a view to bringing about enduring peace in that area. And this is as the governor has inaugurated a 30-man committee which has been given six weeks to review all reports and laws enacted for the creation of the chiefdom and make appropriate recommendations to the state government. The issue has dragged for three decades and it has gone through four committees and the state assembly in several failed attempts by previous administrations to create the chiefdom. The federal military government had accepted the recommendation of our Balaikin Judicial Commission of Inquiry for the creation of Sayawa Chiefdom, among others, as a means of bringing about peace in the then Tafawa local government, now comprising Tafawa Balewa and local government areas. 
The modalities for the creation of the children was left for the state government, that is, both state government to decide. The committee has been given the following terms of reference. To resolve the issues of Sahawa Chibdom as recommended by Justice Baba Laikin, Shiva Awak, and Justice Bala Umar committees, and the enabling law on the creation of the Chibdom, to establish the demarcation, allocation of the capital, and the modalities for the appointment of the chief, his class and title. Three, to discuss and resolve all agitation within the chiefdom, including minorities' interests, resettlement of those driven out of Tapa Abalo town at Burger uh, Junction, that is to have their own town too. As Christians all over the world celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, the people of Akwaibom State have been asked to use the seizing to reinforce love and unity among all ethnic groups in the state. The Akwaibom State Governor, Udomi Manol, gave this charge during the 2021 edition of Akwaibom Christmas Carols Festival held at the Ibom Hall Arena in Uyo, the state capital. The events attracted dignitaries, including renowned clerics, within and outside the country. We please put our hands together and celebrate the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It's a festival of hymns and carols in Akwaibom State, held annually to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. The event, which began in 2008, however, did not hold in 2020 following the outbreak of COVID-19, which is why this year's edition is themed The Return. Just like previous editions, thousands of people from the state and beyond, including world-renowned preacher Bishop T.D. Jakes from the United States of America, General Overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Pastor Enoch Adebue, and the governors of Abia and Edo State are in attendance. We give you Declaring the event open, Governor Udom Emmanuel calls on the people to emulate the life of Christ by living in peace with their neighbors. I can hear 5,000 voices. They want to hear you in Canada. They want to hear you in the United States of America. They want to hear you in Australia. Our state is generally known to be peaceful. Let peace continue to reign in Akwabasibom State. Let development continue to flourish in Akwabasibom State. Let love and the rings of concord continue to connect and tie us together and unleash in us a joyous symphony of unity and redemption so that we can continue to obtain his mercies, gladness and joy. In their homely, Bishop T.D. Jakes and Pastor Deboe enjoined Christians to imbibe the lessons of Christmas. They also pray for the state and Nigeria. Father, we are praying that all those who wish a quiet bomb well, they too will be blessed. 
We pray, Lord God Almighty, that at the end of it all, all glory and honor will be yours, and the blessings of heaven will be poured down on every one of us. Popular gospel artists take turns to perform. The Aquibom Christmas Carols Festival remains the most popular annual event in the state. Global pharmaceutical company Pfizer has launched three projects aimed at bridging the affordability gap in medicines and healthcare delivery in low-income urban and rural areas. According to Pfizer's country manager for Nigeria and cluster lead for West Africa, Mr. Lainka Subair, the three projects are guided by Pfizer's three pillars of innovation, investing and safeguarding. The first of the three projects involves a partnership with the American Cancer Society and the Clinton Health Access Initiative on groundbreaking market agreement for access to cancer treatment. The aim of this partnership is to reduce the price of 16 priority medicines by almost 50% in six African countries. The second project, codenamed Taxit, is a novel payments program which provides patients with immediate access to their medications with a flexible payments period of 30 days. The project is being done in partnership with M Pharma and it's expected to tackle the challenges of financing. Pfizer has also launched Project Afia, a reduced therapy cost for patients suffering from two disease areas which are oncology, specifically breast cancer and rheumatoid arthritis and low-income urban and rural areas. Pfizer also believes that Project Afia is particularly significant for Nigeria, where research shows that breast cancer accounts for 16.4% of cancer mortality rate and rheumatoid, which affects mostly women. Under Project Afia, Healthcare providers will introduce and refer patients and to IQVIA, which is an American multinational company, which will assess them and offer a discounted payment scheme based on their annual income. The breakthrough therapies offered by Pfizer through Project Zephyr and intended to help patients start, stay and complete their treatment. A new man-made island, Ocean City, Lagos, has been unveiled by parent company Sea Global Energy, and this is to help transform the coastline of Lagos State. The futuristic city, which is intended to set standards for generations to come, is expected to showcase the best the country has to offer. After a journey of 18 years, the dream to build a sustainable and ideal city finally comes alive with the launch of Ocean City Lagos by Sea Global Energy. This launch event is to signal the beginning of the actualization of a vision to integrate luxury with technology. Also described as the jewel of the Atlantic, Ocean City will be located on a man-made island off the coast on the Atlantic Ocean and will be accessible by an extension of Amadou Bilo Way. 
Ocean City Lagos will be the center of the rapidly changing Lagos metropolis. It will transform the Lagos coastline into the world's next 5G power destination. Our company, Ocean City Lagos Limited, identified an opportunity to adopt technology in redefining luxury as it is known today within the real estate industry. Our own Ocean City Lagos here in Nigeria is going to be the beauty for us to behold. It's going to be the first multi-district new charm development in Lagos with residential, aviation, tourism, commercial and medical segments. The 308-hectare futuristic city will adopt innovation to ease the way people live. It's going to increase the GDP of Lagos because there are a lot of uh, things going to come in there, uh, like the medical, like medical facilities. Uh, a lot of tourism will come in there from all over the whole world to come in and take uh, expertise that we have here. I'm sure with this project, it will bring a lot of control for the ecosystem, uh, stemming down the tide of erosion and all of that, which has been a critical environmental bin in Lagos. So that will be a major gain for the Lagos state government and Lagos people. With a desire to become an example of real estate development in Africa, Ocean City Lagos will consist of five districts, Gladys, Madaki, Aremu, Adeshola, and five cowries. And from infrastructure, Tenia Lashubawale has stories for us from the business world. Thanks a lot and welcome to Business News. The Nigerian Communications Commission has partnered with the Small and Medium Enterprises Development Agency of Nigeria to set up a digital academy for entrepreneurs. According to a statement by the NCC, the initiative will equip entrepreneurs and startups with the necessary digital skills required to navigate the increasingly digitized world. It adds that SMEs empowerment will also help in providing employment, tackling societal vices, developing the economy, increasing foreign exchange, as well as improving the general well-being of Nigerians. The federal government is set to partner with China on the development of a renewable energy research center that will boost renewable energy technology in selected Nigerian universities. In a statement, the Minister of Science, Technology and Innovation says the proposed partnership between the Chinese and Nigerian universities is expected to build and upgrade centers of excellence in renewable energy technologies, which include green energy such as solar, wind, hydro, among others. The ministry adds that the project aims to boost electricity supply as well as stem the tide of rural urban migration in the country. Gombe State Governor Mohamedou Nouayaya has signed into law the 2022 Appropriation Act of over 154.96 billion naira as passed by the State House of Assembly. Speaking shortly after giving assent to the budget at the council chamber of the government house, the governor attributed the speedy passage of the bill into law to the harmonious relationship between the executive and the legislature in the state. We've signed the budget of consolidation. 
meaning we shall consolidate on the change. We shall consolidate on our resilience, and inshallah, what will come out of this budget will be an A plus, not an A only. All the engagements were done virtually with synergy and understanding. And I believe the outcome of our good job is really going to translate to good work, to quality service, and to the upliftment of the good people of Gombe State. Whether we like it or not, the people are really expecting a lot. And our ability to maximize, you know, whatever possible we can get in order to see that uh, we implement projects and programs that will touch the lives of the ordinary people is very key. Forex trade and activity at the FMDQ exchange mostly positive this week as the total turnover of transactions carried out at the FX spot and futures markets rose by 10.46% to $1.29 billion as at December the 17th. However, a breakdown of trade and results shows that total value of transactions at the FX spot market rose by 11.51% against the previous week to $1.08 billion, while the FX derivatives market turnover inched up by 5.32%. Meanwhile, the Naira fell by 0.1% within the comparative week to 414 Naira, 39 Kobo against the dollar at the Nigerian Autonomous Foreign Exchange window of the Forex market. Well, to the equities market, where stocks closed in the green territory, despite profit-taking activities, the all-share index ended the week 1.1% higher. The settle at 42,353.31 points, spurred by gains in MTN Nigeria, Dangote Sugar, Vital Energies and Dangote Cement. However, activity levels were weaker than the prior week as trading volumes and value decreased by 49.7% and 42.9% each week on week. Sectoral performance was mixed as only the banking and oil and gas indexes declined. Market breadth was positive this week as 32 equities appreciated in price. Mayor PLC topped the price chart for 31 other advances, while champion breweries led the 27 other decliners. The trio of FBN Holdings, International Breweries and Access Bank contributed 35.68% and 27.2% to the total volume and value of shares traded in the week. Similarly, activities at the unlisted securities market closed positive this week as both the NASD OTC Security Index and market cap rose by 1.06%. 6.41 billion naira was added to the market value to close at 611.29 billion naira this week. Total volume of securities traded fell by about 84% to 1.02 million units of shares traded, while value also dipped by about 73% to 41.98 million naira and executed in just 20 deals. Central Securities Clearance System PLC and NASD PLC topped this week's trade by volume of Riceland Campina, Wamco Nigeria PLC occupied the top spot on the gainers chart. Meanwhile, the share price of Central Securities Clearance System PLC fell by 4.23% to close 17 naira 
in the wheat. And that's business news tonight. I'm Tenyo Lashuboale. It's back to Anne for the rest of the news at 10. Mali's Foreign Affairs Ministry has announced that Chad is to deploy 1,000 additional UN peacekeepers to Mali to reinforce its troops battling armed groups in the former French colony. Chadian soldiers make up nearly 1,400 of UN's 13,000 troop peacekeeping force in the north and central Mali, where an armed rebellion has escalated, and that's despite a nine-year effort by an international coalition to subdue it. The upcoming deployment will reinforce those and other Chadian troops as France scales back its 5,000-strong regional counterterrorism mission known as Barkhane. Well, earlier this week, French troops left the city of Timbuktu, where in 2013, former French President Francois Hollande declared the start of France's military offensive in Mali. A major incident has been declared in London and more than 10,000 new Omicron cases have already been confirmed in the United Kingdom as the variant surges across the country. After days of record highs, a further 90,418 daily COVID-19 cases have already been reported across the country over the past 24 hours. London's mayor, Sadiq Khan, says that he is incredibly concerned by the city's infection levels and a declaration of a major incident is a statement of how serious things are. I've been meeting over the last few days on a daily basis with colleagues across the city from the NHS to councils from the fire service to uh, the police. We're incredibly concerned by the huge surge in the Omicron variant. Over the last 24 hours, we've had the largest number of new cases since this uh, pandemic began, more than 26,000. Hospital admissions are going up, but also staff absences are going up uh, by a massive uh, level. So I've taken the decision in consultation with our partners to declare a major incident today. Well, this is a statement of how serious things are, but also it means that uh, rather than different public authorities working separately, we'll be working together through both the London Resilience Forum, but also through the Strategic Coordination Group. It's really important Londoners understand how serious things are. The best thing Londoners can do is to get both vaccines and the booster. They provide extra layers of protection. The really bad news is those in hospital, the vast, vast majority are unvaccinated. That's why it's so important to get both the vaccines and the booster jab. The Netherlands has announced a strict lockdown over Christmas amid concerns over the Omicron coronavirus variant. From Monday, non-essential shops, bars, gyms, and hairdressers and other public venues will be closed until at least mid-January. Under the new rules, people are being asked to stay at home as much as possible. Strict limits will be placed on the number of people who can meet, a maximum of two guests aged 13 and over will be allowed in people's homes and four on December the 24th to the 26th and on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Prime Minister Mark Root says the measures are unavoidable. Countries across Europe have been tightening restrictions as the heavily mutated variants continues to spread.
And the main news again. The Chief of Army Staff today gave assurance of ending attacks by insurgents and bandits, said more soldiers are being recruited, trained and deployed across various theaters of operation. He stated this in Kaduna during the passing out parade of 4,800 soldiers. Also today, President Muhammadu Buhari challenged world leaders at the Turkey-Africa summit to concretize their support to defeat terrorism and insurgency in Africa. And that's the news at 10 tonight. Thank you so much for watching. I'm Anne Umawado. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Good night.